Thanks for being in with us here on Victory 91.5. We're making our way through the elements that are on the Passover table during the meal and the, the recognition and, and remembrance of all that comes with that. Uh, I think we were into the cups. Uh, we were, you yeah. know, we kind of set apart part of this last supper or the Passover meal in the third cup and the third uh, eating of bread in this one, the Afikoman and the third cup. And we call that communion in the modern day church. Yeah. Now it's just part of the Passover meal, a very big part of the Passover meal. And they, nobody really ever set it apart until Jesus did at the last supper. <laughs> and he explained the Afikoman as I just said a few minutes ago, this is my body broken for you. So the next thing that comes in the Passover meal and the order, the Haggadah is the that order of how things happen is the third cup. And the third cup, every cup means something. It's the cup of redemption or the cup of blessing. With this cup, Israel remembers their deliverance from slavery and the redemption from the plague of death by the blood of the first Passover lamb. So this cup, historically in Passover, had to do with the blood of the lamb, the Passover lamb. Corresponds to the verse, I will redeem you. And of course, as I mentioned, if the Afikoman was his body, obviously the third cup is his blood. But uh, Luke 22, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now, the fourth cup is the cup of praise or the cup of restoration corresponds to the verse, mm. I will take you to be my people. You know, that's, that's why we worship. That's why yeah. we praise 24-7 here because we are his people. We're singing his song. We can't stop. We There's not another song that we want to sing. This is it. Mm. We arrive there. That's why this fourth cup, when you arrive there, it's the time of the Last Supper. The word says, when they had sung a hymn. Yeah. Now, I know, it's you're thinking, Amazing Grace. <laughs> you know, it's Psalm 118. Yeah. And it's uh, if you don't know Psalm 118, learn it. Talk, we'll talk about it some more because when you get to his crucifixion, uh, it's just the whole day when you enter Jerusalem, you're singing it. Throughout Passover, you're singing mm -hmm. it. Through the crucifixion process. Right now, when Jesus is hanging on the cross, now if you've ever been to Jerusalem, see where the hill was, depending on what you choose, they would be they would be slaughtering all of the lambs and all of the priests, the thousands, tens of thousands of priests are all singing Psalm 118 as they slaughter the lambs. And Jesus is hanging on the cross listening to him. But you come to this part in the meal. They sung a hymn. They went out to the Mount of Olives. And he says, you will all fall away. Jesus told them, for it's written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. They remember absolutely nothing of that. They, they're the, the, the least paying attention of people ever on the planet, I think. <laughs> so there's actually a fifth cup. You don't drink it. But it's the cup of Elijah. It's called the silent cup. There's a special place at the table that's set for Elijah. Uh, John 19 said, Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. And a jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of a hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And that's that to tell us thy word. Since Jesus left Passover after the fourth cup, that's as close as he gets to a fifth cup, and he heads to the grave. Elijah was one of the few people that didn't die, but was taken by God to heaven. So we similarly await the possibility mm. of rapture. That's that whole picture there for us. I'll send you the prophet Elisha before that great and dreadful day of Jehovah comes. He'll turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers. 
Now, of course, we recall Jesus saying of John the Baptist, for all the prophets and law prophesied until John, and if you're willing to accept it, John the Baptist, he is the Elijah who was to come. Hmm. He was ears. Let him hear. Now, John the Baptist would have been born around Passover. His father, Zechariah, was a priest of the division of Abijah, which would have placed him in the temple through the 10th week through the Feast of Weeks, uh, Pentecost, when he would have spoken with the angel that told him that uh, they were going to have a baby. He would have remained away from his wife for an additional two weeks due to the laws of separation. So, Zechariah spent the time, talked to the angel, and says, hmm, okay. When the Sabbath services ended, he went to his home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. For five months, she remained in seclusion. She said, this is what Jehovah has done for me. When he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I've endured among my people. And from that is born John the Baptist, all right? Mm. At Passover time, in that season, the, this places the birth of John the Baptist at the time of Passover, those scriptures. Jesus would have been born exactly six months later, so we know he's born during the fall feasts. Mm-hmm. Officially, I believe it, Rosh Hashanah. The Seder customary ends then by everybody saying, next year in Jerusalem, and may Jehovah bless you and protect you. May Jehovah deal kindly and graciously with you. May Jehovah bestow his favor upon you and grant you peace. So normally, Passover is done, but we know Passover is more than a meal, right? This whole day is about that, right? Yeah. Next, Jesus massively changes the watch night service. You're supposed to stay in the room, eat the lamb, all, and and wait for the death angel, he takes him to the garden of Gethsemane to wait for the death angel to come. He preaches, then he prays. They all fall asleep. Clearly, none of them are the oldest son, but Jesus is. Yes. The guards are coming to take him to his death. Why did he change the tradition? Well, after closing the Passover dinner, Jesus had to leave the city because the atonement lamb's body was always offered up to God outside the city walls. That's Hebrews 13. In Gethsemane, we re-encounter Judas. Remember him? Mm-hmm. They have this exchange of the sop, right? You're my beloved, I'm, and you're my beloved. And Judas, I'm your beloved, you're my beloved. What does he do now? He's, he, he's playing the role of the bride of Christ in that moment. And here he comes in the garden, just like Eve in the first garden. Judas betrays him. And how does he do it? With a kiss. You're my beloved, you're my beloved. Wow. And, of course, Jesus, God says, that's not familiar. Goodness. Man. So I want you to think about this because this occasionally comes up. Mind you, it's Friday. Now, normally, because of the, the, the mess up in the translation, English translations, they assume that the scriptures that say the Sabbath, that they had to take the body down by the Sabbath, so they assume that Jesus was killed on Friday, Good Friday before the Sabbath. But, of course, Passover is actually the Sabbath they were talking about. Every Passover is a holy day. So it was actually Thursday, not Friday. But nonetheless, that would have meant that Wednesday night, they would have been eating the Last Supper or the Passover meal, which brings up a problem. Thursday, well, today on our calendar, it's the Passover when the lambs are killed, and then they eat the Passover Seder that night. So if Jesus is eating the Passover Seder before Passover, what lamb is he eating? How is that Passover if he's eating the Passover before the Passover? Passover. Passover. <laughs> okay, so the question is, is there some reason that would happen? That is it a true Seder after all? Well, it turns out there's different festival traditions in different places. Jesus and his disciples were Galileans. Therefore, they would observe observe the Galilean traditions. 
There were several differences between Judean and Galilean Passovers. Galileans observed the fast of the firstborns. Remember uh, Egypt, right? Who's being killed in that in that mm-hmm. uh, in the death? It's the firstborns. So they have a special meal, the fast of the firstborns, in remembrance of the firstborn Israelites who were saved from death. The fast takes place on Nisan 14 on the day of Passover, which, of course, begins the night before, right? Right. So the night before, everybody else, you're cleaning out all the leaven out of the house, but they stop and they have a meal. Those obligated to fast in this fast include any firstborn son, the father of a firstborn son who's too young to fast. So in the Galilean tradition, there had to be a special meal at the beginning of Passover, Nisan 14, before the day of Passover, called Suda Mavsechet. So this special meal, it's it's not unusual. Not only is it it's common there at Passover for the Galileans, but you also have those meals at other feasts as well. So, and it's always before the feast. So after this meal, there would have been a whole day fast. Then the next meal would be the Passover meal, the Seder. So you see, in this sense, the special meal was indeed the Last Supper, which is hence where the terminology comes from. So the special meal occurs in Israel also right before the Yom Kippur fast. So it's, again, it's not unusual. It's still done today. But it's the reason is the the bigger question here is, what about the lamb? Well, when you come to Passover, let me say it this way. There's more than one kind of Passover lamb. The official one had to be from the flock. Any any others, additional lambs offered were peace offerings or festival offerings that came from the herd the called uh, Hagiga. Since you had to eat or burn all of the Passover lamb on the night of Passover, this, uh, this looks like Hagiga, like the, the order thing, but it could be eaten before or after the night of Passover so that there would be enough meat for the meals during the eight nights of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So in other words, knowing that you had all this family together, it was already built into the Passover service that extra lambs were made for this very purpose for the meal. So you weren't just getting one lamb, taking it home, and running out of meat. So it's just as holy as this Passover lamb because they're all sacrificed in the same way. So while it is a little bit different, it is part of the Jewish tradition. So it didn't break any rules for Jesus to have the Passover lamb and the Passover meal the night before Passover, before the lambs were killed, especially because he was literally the Passover lamb that was about to be slain <laughs> for the world. But in case that ever comes up and anybody ever says, well, how's that work? It was the special meal. Wow. Special lamb. And he was special. He yeah. was very special.